Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul and awaken the consciousness. Benny, I have to comment on your sweatshirt. Yes. Thank you very much. Festive. It's red. It's the season and it's my alma mater. And yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, not to give away family secrets, but my, my dad was a cougar fan, right? That's not a uh-huh. secret. That should be known. Not a secret. But, <laughs> but one of my brother-in-laws was a Husky fan, right? right? Well, yeah, Washington. they are like the big brother. So, you know, you got to uh, yeah. give some love to the bear. We're the little, we're the like the, the little redheaded stepchild little brother. <laughs> like we're like... <laughs> We're the one that always gets a little, you know, angsty and stuff like that. Well, and, and it brings me back to the to the point that there used to be a time on planet Earth where we could have friendly, you know, well, there still disagreements. Is. It, it's still here, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. It's just how far you want to take that. That's that hidden language that you have to watch out for. I know, I know, All I right. know. And I'm just kind of setting the tonality for the show. So anyway... <laughs> It's great to see you. We've got a lot going on. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for 26 years. A veteran. I am a veteran. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Someone told me the other day, they go, Loretta, you need to charge more and you need to write some books. And I went, hmm, maybe. (laughs) You probably, (laughs) because you might know a thing or two. I go, do I? Yeah. Maybe. And then do you want to help me with that? (laughs) That's your angle. That, that was my second that's your question. Move. Right. See, there's your move. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a time for us to really begin to reach out to each other if we haven't been doing it, because um, we're going into a wonderful, wonderful age of Aquarius, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reach out. Reach out and touch <laughs> somebody's hand. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that's you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those days. Oh, my goodness. To all my <laughs> listeners, I hope you're on board. I, I do have uh, someone who listens who who sent me a sweet, sweet little email recently. And she goes, you're just so energetic in the morning. Maybe maybe if you talked a little softer. So I will try and talk a little softer. I don't think you should change for who you are. And if that person needs a little more energy, maybe they could listen to the podcast later when they wake up. They could turn the sound down. That too. Uh, I am a fire sign, yes. um, and I, I really don't apologize for nope, it, you but shouldn't. I also am a, an empath. I'm very sensitive to those things. So anyway, all of you people out there, I just send you love all the time, and I hope you keep listening, because we do have a great show today. We do. I'm just the bucket of water to kind of, you know. Are you? Well, Are you to cool you down a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> So anyway, we do have good things going on over at Reiki Oasis, and and we are doing things via Zoom and remote, and everything's going great. People love it. This Saturday, the day after tomorrow, which is December 19th, I have my monthly class for women, and it is the Temple of the Divine Feminine. We've been meeting for years. We're doing it on Zoom, and this will be a very special temple because we're bringing in all of the energies of the things that are happening and preparing ourselves for that Christmas star, the winter solstice, the kissing of Saturn and Jupiter on Monday. So uh, big, big energies and also helping to set the energies for 2021 coming in. So if you want to participate in that, you can sign up at schedule.reikioasis.com and uh, we'll get you all in. Um, I also every week, Sunday mornings at 11, have Sunday meditation with Loretta And I really recommend that you join us. It is a time to reset yourself for the week. And it's kind of trying to help people find that calm center space. As we go forward, we just have so much happening. It's like, just come into the center, get into the calmness. And from there, all of the wisdom can come. I want to do a big shout out and of appreciation to my supporting listeners We are a listener-supported show through Patreon, uh, Patreon, and from the bottom of my heart, so much gratitude to you. I've been on the air for absolute years. Benny has been my shining star over there, always makes me look good. And I thought um, you were going to say something else, but (laughs) you saved yourself. That was good. I mean, you could have said like muscles or anything. I don't have. So I'm glad you went with that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Anyway. 
you know, it's good to appreciate the people that uh, help you in so many different ways. And, and he, he knows what he's doing. And boy, I hope I know what I'm doing over here too. So I think anyway, you're doing just fine. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Benny. And to the, my patrons, thank you very much. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show and uh, find us there. Super, 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 super busy week in the sky for all of my sky watchers. Uh, four or five oh, supers. That's important, people. My <laughs> goodness. This is going to, this is probably the most pivotal week of the year. Mighty, mighty astrological influences all year for those of you that listen to me all the time. And because it's 2020, it will not go out quietly. It will not disappoint. Nope. It's waited until the end for the grand finale of all finales. And I'm so glad we're here. That's funny how you put that, Loretta. That's like our <laughs> commander in chief. He's not going quietly. I think you said do it not perfectly. Go quietly. He's Who not going quietly. Someone says, do not go quietly into the night. Or <laughs> I don't know. It's a quote by somebody. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's okay. It's all right. We're going to be just fine. We're going to get through so it. Th yep. This is a powerful week of sovereignty. And it is really pushing home with us that we actually create our truth. Hmm, what'd she just say? We create our intentions. We create our life. We're actually a vital part of it. And we're not victims. Ooh, ooh, I hate it when she says that. We began this week with a super new moon and a solar eclipse in the revolutionary sign of Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. And then on Tuesday, Chiron, the wounded healer, went direct helping us see where we have healed. And today, which is December 17th, a very long-awaited event is happening. Saturn, the planet of, of karma and uh, mm, all kinds of things, is moving out of Capricorn, which is a sign of structures and the way we do things, into Aquarius. And Aquarius is a very different energy. December 18th, which is tomorrow, the sun is in the galactic center, which is powerful energies. And it just opens up this, this flow of energy down to our planet. And on December 19th, that's the day after, that's Saturday, the revolutionary energy of black moon Lilith conjuncts Uranus, the planet of sudden unexpected things. <laughs> and then on Sunday, yes, I am telling you every day. Yes, on Sunday, Another long-awaited event, Jupiter, is going to enter Aquarius. And on the day after that, on Monday, December 21st, a spectacular event happening in the sky on the winter solstice, where we will be able to view what everyone is calling the Christmas star, the great, great grand conjunction. This is the event where Jupiter and Saturn appear closer in Earth's night sky, and they're kissing each other and they have not been there since 1226 AD and what was going on then Genghis Khan was thundering across the Asia and, and, and conquering people right and we were still generations away from the Renaissance but there were a lot of things happening for those of you been watching Jupiter has been chasing Saturn all year trying to catch her in the sign of Capricorn but it will not be until they both move into Aquarius that they will catch up with each other. They, by the way, um, apparently will be so close to each other that it will look like one giant star. And each of those planets by themselves are very bright. You can actually see them with the naked eye when the cloud cover is not there. And by the way, I have this great app on my phone. I think it's called Sky Guide or something, but you can get those apps where you turn it on and you point it at the sky and it will, it will identify all the stars and everything. And of course, I've been a stargazer since I was a little girl laying in the front yard with my dad. And he's like, that's Pegasus and that's Orion and that's the Big Dipper, right? What's super and, cool about those apps is they give a little bit of description too. Once, yeah. I mean, you can turn on and off the other features. And I know my girlfriend has it on hers. And it's really cool because you can look. It's a 360 degree you, I mean, version, I mean, it's pretty sweet because obviously stars are around, all of us. And if you even point to the ground, it goes through the earth, which is impressive. I love that part, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way. I know, right? Yeah, I do. I'm always like, oh, I'm like, oh, the moon's yeah. not up yet, but it's going to come It's up right over. there, though. It's down there. It's coming up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's Regulus over there, mm -hmm. right, you know. 
So it's really, really fun. And, and it, I think it's fun to learn about astronomy and astrology. They're very ancient sciences and some people call them pseudosciences, but they've been around a long, long time. And when I've traveled the world, I have run into all these, like I was traveling through India one time, there was this massive um, uh, structure, this building where everything was laid out to study the sky. So um, yeah, you know, how did, how did you find your way anywhere? You looked at the stars, right? So um, Monday, by the way, also is the winter solstice. So this event on the winter solstice makes it doubly important. And what is the winter solstice? It is the shortest day of the year and also the celebration of the fact that, haha, then the light starts to come back and our days get longer. So it's the celebration of the birth of the light, the birth of the sun, right? And the birth of the Christ light. So for some people, it is the true Christmas and, and um, you're not taking away from Christmas. I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to bring into your focus what is happening Monday. Um, now, for those of you that are going to be around, uh, I have a great friend, an astrologer friend, I, I, who said that this event in the Pacific Northwest will actually be happening somewhere around 5 a.m., 5.15 a.m., something like that. And I really recommend you just get up and go outside and look at the sky, right? Because you're not going to run into this again in your lifetime. This is, hasn't been around for about 800 years. So uh, please do it. And what is it really heralding? Because it's heralding something. It means that we're moving into a new age. Saturn and Jupiter are one degree apart at zero degrees Aquarius. And I'm old enough, we've been singing, it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius forever. And it really is. And so Aquarius is an air sign. And we're coming out of this heavy earth energy into the ability to breathe, to think new thoughts, to come up with new technology, new ways of working together. I did say working together. Aquarius values every soul, but they also want to be cooperative. They want to work together. So for those of you out there that have been waiting for this, um, it's here it's here. All year we've been asked to let things go that may be how we defined our sense of self or reality or the norm in the past, but we're headed into new territory. This is the, for me, for, for the heart of the adventurer, which I am, I am so thrilled. Let's do this thing now. Let's find out where we're going. And I actually think we're ready for it. It's a potent time to help us step into who we're truly meant to be on planet Earth. And as we move forward, I, I have some things that you can just carry with you. You might ask yourself a question at every given time. Uh, am I choosing right now or am I following? And what does my intuition, my heart of hearts tell me is the right path for me? I'm noticing that um, a lot of my clients are becoming more intuitive, and that is part of the elevation of our energies. So what, what do we really want? What kind of a new earth do we want to step into? And here we are. So that was a long intro. I had to get that all out because there's just so much going on, and I couldn't do it in two seconds. So for the next five days, for the next couple of weeks, <laughs> for the next few years, keep breathing. And don't get mad at me that I keep saying that. And so I, it's a wonderful segue for my guest who's been very patient when I've been yakking on. My guest today is Christine Arilo. She is the author of Overwhelmed and Over It. <laughs> and as a transformational leadership advisor, three-time best-selling author, and host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast, she is recognized worldwide for her work helping women to make shift happen in the lives they lead, the work they do, and the world they wish to create. In her new book, Christine offers women who have come to accept the frenzied fast pace with which they live and work to stand up and say, wait a minute, this way of working isn't working and it has to change now. And she helps empower women to awaken their fierce feminine heart 
so they can make profound shifts in the systems in which they work and lead. And uh, Christine offers workshops, workshops globally. She's easy to find online. And she lives on an island <laughs> off the coast of Seattle. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Christine. It's so great to have you. Hello, Loretta and everyone. I'm super excited. What a great time. Perfect timing for us to be gathering today, huh? So yes. I, actually, I actually am Aquarius. So I think that, <laughs> I think it's a good sign. Well, I'm so, I, I have to tell you that through the years, I've noticed that people are on in exactly the right time. Mm -hmm. So there's this divine hand in everything. There's this timing. But yeah, I'm thrilled you're an Aquarius because, whoo, are you getting activated? <laughs> Woohoo! I want to show people your book, the, my YouTubers. And to the people listening, um, I always apologize, but you can go find the YouTube. And this is Christine's uh, new book, Overwhelmed and Over It, the subtitle, Embrace Your Power to Stay Centered and Sustained in a Chaotic World. And wow, um, your book really came out at a timely fashion, didn't it? It did. It did. I've actually been writing the book. It took me three years to write it and 10 years to research it and live it and kind of figure out and get to the root of what is going on. And, um, and as I was finishing the last edits this spring, I was like, I mean, speaking of what you were saying about in the age of Aquarius, I'm like, finally, maybe people will believe me when I say the way we are working is completely human made. The way that we live, our society, everything, humans made it up. And I don't really think it's working for any of us. And it hasn't been for a long time, but we've just we're so, I, I often say we're, we've become so resilient, we've become too tolerant. And so we just keep sucking it up and sucking it up in 2020. It's like, yeah, no more sucking it up. We can't breathe. And it's like, so I feel, I feel excited. I feel hopeful um, that, that we're maybe ready um, as a collective to open up and see that there's, we can do this differently. You know, it does take a lot for us to change, doesn't it? But um yeah, this year has really revealed a whole lot of things. Um, people having to stay home, a lot of people shifting their work to home. A lot of people now they're at home with their kids trying to do school at home. <laughs> their husband or their partner is at home. The dogs are at home. The cats are at home. Lots of together. Uh, lots of uh -huh. together. Either lots of together or lots of like, you know, I'm, I'm all by myself. Like it's kind of this, this polar, polar piece. Um, but what I'm finding is it's, it's causing people to have to really look at what's going on right. in our lives. And when you're so busy and you're so um, an active, it's like, it's like an overactivity in our culture, like especially now, what's usually happening in December, people are running around like crazy people, they're going to all these parties, they're consuming like mad, Pottery Barn has been throwing up Christmas since October, and the natural world is like chilled out. And we're so far, and I know you know this, Loretta, and I would imagine many of you that are listening know this, we are so far from our natural state as how human beings actually operate, which is to reflect the natural environment and work in a flow, a sustainable flow, because we've assimilated into these human-made, crazy, go, 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 more, 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 faster, faster, faster ways of living that aren't sustainable anymore. And I think people have known it for a long time. The planet is certainly showing it to us, the question is, are we going to listen this time? Well, and, and I, I'm of an age, you know, I came up through, um, you know, women emerging into the workforce. And uh, even I myself has, have always worked and then had children and then trying to, we used to say, you got to juggle this. How am I, how can I possibly balance this? And I'm throwing those words out there because I know you address this so beautifully in your book and 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 i i want you to just um address it in any way and then i want to throw this out there too it's a lot but i know you can talk about it i know you've got the <laughs> gift to do it um you know because this week um i once again i'm so glad you're on the show because i literally a couple of days ago fell into the superwoman sob right like I'm an empath, right? And I'm working with all these people and life is what it is. And so talk to, talk to us, talk to our hearts. We as women, what is the superwoman sob? And I know women are already going, yeah, yeah, that's me, that's me. And, and just, just take off on all of that. I know it's a lot. 
Yeah, no, no problem. I'm one of my superpowers is breaking things <laughs> like overwhelm down in a way we can actually work with it. So the it's a superwoman sob. I, I'll go back to when I first realized that something was off kilter. Um, I found myself. I, I grew up in the corporate world. My MBA kind of did all of that, and then I got the, the message from the universe. You know, now go out and you know, inspire people, and you know, to live differently. So I'm like, this would be great. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I can do it. Yes. And six months into being an entrepreneur, I found myself sitting in my first superwoman sob moment where I was sitting in my office, all the vision boards were up. I had all my MBA, like, you know, linear charts up and Oprah was on the vision board. And, and no matter how hard I worked and I was working two jobs, my consulting job to pay for everything. And then my, my coaching business that was growing, I, I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough time. There wasn't enough me. And then the tears just, you know, that's the superwoman sob. When the pressure is so much, it's too much. And your nervous system basically can't handle it. You can't handle it. And it just, you know, whoosh. and so it's like a rainstorm. Like this morning was like a rainstorm. And after the rainstorm, those superwoman sob moments are actually indicators from your inner wisdom saying something isn't right here. Something is off. Something's out of alignment. It's kind of like, think about like if you have your spine is out of whack and you have pain, right? You're like, I need to get into alignment. So every time I've had a superwoman sob, which there's been many, um, it's the sign to your intuition of like something's out of alignment. But we are so strong. We've become so strong, strong, especially as women. And I think men have become mostly resigned in some ways to like, this is just kind of suck it up. This is how it is that we just push on. Like, you know, we have the sob, we take a little weekend off. We think, oh, maybe I'll just go to Hawaii or you know, Italy, <laughs> you know, changed my whole life. And then we don't. And when we just go back in and we've been doing this for years and years, I mean, what you just said, Loretta, this has been happening since the women, since women entered the workforce, it's been happening way before that, but it got, it's gotten to a degree of pressure since women entered the workforce fully in the seventies that we've just been ratcheting up to. And so that moment after the superwoman sob stops, if you are smart, you will also pause and listen because it's like the calm after the storm and your inner wisdom will usually speak if you're listening. And so that was when that little voice said to me, I heard, Christine, you cannot do this the way you've been trained to do this. If you keep working this way, you're going to get sick. You'll never meet your mission. You're not going to be successful. You need the feminine. That was the words. You need the feminine. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I don't know what that is, but I need that. I need that. And, um, and, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but that set me on my journey, which is now, you know, many years later to find a different way, which has been the feminine, which has been the yogic science, which has been the indigenous earth wisdom traditions, as you said, They've been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years that we label alternative, but are not alternative. Well, they're alternative to the crazy overculture, but they're really where the wisdom is. And that's um, that set me on this journey now for well, how long would that be? 14 years of actually my gift is taking deep esoteric wisdom and, and bringing it down into very practical, okay, how does this apply to my life so I can do it differently? And um that's where the overwhelm and over it came from. And that's why we're, we're here today. So I'll pause there. There's you know, many ways we can unpack, but that's, and I just want to say to anyone, if you find yourself at that place of the superwoman sob or the super person sob, or you feel like you just can't do it anymore and it's too much, it's not your fault. I really want to underline that for all of you. You have, you can't juggle your way out of this. You can't multitask your way out of this balance. Work-life balance is the complete wrong equation. You can't balance the kind of dynamic lives we live in, which we can talk more about. It's not your fault. It is not your fault, but you are the one who has the power to change it, but you cannot change what you cannot see. And so we've been band-aiding a dam that's been about to burst for a long time. Right. 2020, you all, the dam yeah. is burst. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's very, very well said and to the point. And uh, you can tell that, uh, you know, I, I want to go out there to help people. And, and you went right there because this is the living level of our life, right? It's, it's not lofty talk. It's like, look, when you're having that meltdown, 
that <laughs> hot mess in the, I'm, I'm a hot mess today, Loretta. Like I hear that a lot in sessions. I'm just a hot mess. I go, good, you're in the right place, right? You're in the good, right place. So what can we do? And, and man, there's, I'm with you. There's so many ways to unpack what you just said. But in this moment, in this very moment, if I have women listening or even men, but we're kind of geared toward women today, if, if they're at that point where they're like, Loretta, I am, that's me, you know, Christine, that's me. I'm really overwhelmed. And, and, and you want me to read a book, right? What do you want to say to them? Hmm. Well, first, breathe. I tell everybody breathe I was I was breathing yesterday I I have to interject because that is the thing that I say to people all the time I had someone the other day go Loretta if you tell me to breathe one more time I'm gonna scream I'm like good then you'll be breathing (laughs) breathing well it's interesting from an astrological perspective a dear friend of mine is is an amazing astrologer as well and she one of the things she said about 2020 and where we're going it's all about air and not being able to breathe And if you think about everything that's happened, whether it's the California fires or George Floyd, I can't breathe, or people can't breathe in their lives because there's too much or they're they're just contracted because they don't know where you know to go. They're in fight or flight. So it is you can't access your neutral mind, which is from a yogic science perspective, you have a positive mind, a negative mind, and a neutral mind. And the positive mind is the optimist. The negative mind is like, oh, the bear is going to eat you. You need both. But if you're ping-ponging back and forth, you can't actually access that deeper wisdom. So breathing is really the only way to get into it. And it's the only way to get into the heart, which is why I was really excited to be here with all of you. Because no matter what I'm teaching, whether it's leadership or it's you know personal development or whatever, all my work is about the heart. Because we cannot get to where we're going. You cannot figure your way out of overwhelm. You cannot life hack your way out of overwhelm. You can't time manage your way out of overwhelm. It literally is a systemic issue that the systems that we live in, we're, we're, they're built for burnout. I mean, the consciousness of the systems that we live in, education, healthcare, government, corporation, basically they were really birthed in, well, you could go all the way back to Rome. You could go way farther back. But let's start with the Industrial Revolution which the core value at that time was grow bigger, be bigger, competition, domination, build big infrastructure. And I don't know whether we could have gotten to where we are today if that wasn't the case. But what I know is we can't go forward that way. And so the first step of change is self-awareness. Because you can't even talk about systemic change if you're not willing to do the personal transformation, which is the reason why we haven't seen like what happened in the 60s and 70s in this rising up and then it kind of flatlined we went into the 1980s with shoulder pads and dynasty and you know <laughs> ah, um, you know all of that the epitome of the disgustingness of the cu- the overculture that you know we live in it's just like it's it's like the epitome of it <laughs> And, and, you know, I got a chance to talk to Gloria Steinem when I was um, writing this book. So I'm like, I got to go back and talk to the women, you know, such as yourself, that they were around, they were around. I was, you know, I was born in the 1970s. So I, 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 I remember the 80s. And really the, the response back was, that I learned was that we just, there weren't enough conscious beings or women in places of power and authority and influence. We kind of had to suck it up and play the game. And so we cut our hair, we put shoulder pads on, we wore little bow ties, we did the whole thing. We've seen so many women I work with, they're like, they're men, they're men in women's bodies. They're like completely over here on their masculine side, or they completely feel disempowered and victim on their feminine side. And that's why I had- That's me, by the way. Well, you are a fire sign. So, you know, it's like, you know, my, my Mars is in Sagittarius. So that's how I go out into the- the world and we're we are we are so let's go back to the practical part for each woman the first part is and this is applicable to all beings to stop and take a look around and be like how i've been doing things and trained to work and live actually isn't sustainable and to feel like actually give yourself some, some kudos that you've been able to keep your head above the water for as long as you have and it's time to stop treading water 
And the first step is to stop and look around your life. And this is the question you ask some people, two questions that you're asking people. What I'm asking people to stop and do is look around your life and ask two questions. Number one, what is no longer sustainable? Mm -hmm. And look in your work life. So you want to look in your work life. You want to look in your relationships. And then you want to look in how you've designed your life design and how that shows up in your health, your wealth, and your home. You want to look at all three of those areas. And you got to be really honest with yourself. This is the hard part because people don't, they're not afraid of being honest. They're afraid of the consequence of being honest. And this is what I, I call the no more moment. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that when you get really honest with yourself. Because then the universe is like, oh, she's being honest now. So that's question number one. Question number two is, um, what is sustainable? What is sustaining you? And more of that in 2021. So this is a year to be able to say, okay, I'm going to identify what's not sustainable and I'm going to identify what is and we shift and we design and release what's not and then we strengthen what actually is. Great. So we're going to take a station break. This is Loretta Brown, my, my amazing guest today, Christine Arilo, her great book, Overwhelmed and Over It. <laughs> this is a wonderful uh, discussion and don't go away when we get back. We're going to talk more about that. What can we do? Um, should we manage stress? What should we do? So anyway, we'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. <laughs> got to be your theme song i love that anyway yeah I, I don't love that song anyway you know it's so much fun um somebody sent me the funniest youtube of um oh, my brain is dead uh the guy that does the da the uh, dancing in the street or the he does the little skits in the street you know he also does uh, car karaoke what's his name you know oh. who i'm talking about mm -hmm. yes yeah. oh james corden yes he did a great uh, little video on, they decided to do that on the crosswalk, right? Oh, nice. Hair. nice. Yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty startling. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. And I'm Loretta Brown, the owner of Reiki Oasis. You can find me at ReikiOasis.com or at KKNW, right? And all of these shows, by the way, are archived. You can uh, listen to them on podcasts all over the place and download them and, you know, do like what my daughter does is just listen to one after the other because she wants to hear mom's voice and anyway i love you jenny i love you so much just saying sorry about the free ad for my daughter i hope you love your your kids and your dogs and their kids too and your cats i don't know if they're kids they might be queens i don't know don't go there anyway my guest today christina rilo her beautiful book overwhelmed and over it and um gosh uh, we're having such a great discussion during the break, we were talking about the evolution that we have gone through, the evolution of consciousness, right? The evolution of consciousness. So when you come on the show and we talk about the way that we're living is not working for us, and because, and I also heard you say, and I wrote this down, 
the way we were trained to do this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you think about the traditional way we've been educated, the educational system, by the way, was basically created to fuel the whole the whole manufacturing industrial revolution. So it's like if you look, you take a step back and you look at it and let's we'll talk about it from a, like a corporate America perspective. What happens in corporate America is people go into the building before and they go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting and everyone's all backed up and there's no time to go to the bathroom and there's no time to, to eat your food, right? It's, right? it's just like that. And and I was like that, you know, I remember my first job and people being like, this is crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Like we don't have any time to get from meeting to meeting, but no one ever solved it. People would try all these things. They would never solve it. And then there's the whole butts and seats must be in the building must be at these time frames and it's like a form of indentured servant slavitude is what it, it feels like and and it's modeled off of this need to have workers come in and do or the education system is the same so think about how most of our kids are educated they go into the building they go from subject to subject to subject to subject to subject having to shift their focus Part of the reasons I think we have ADD and ADHD and all of that, in addition to technology, which the yogis predicted even before email, that we would come to this place where the amount of technology coming at us, our nervous systems cannot handle, they're not built for. And then you, it was creating all of this, you know, we're just fragmented all over the place. Well, you can't tap into your deeper wisdom when you're fragmented all over the place. And, and because there's been no space to really be like, what, what, why, you know, and, and in, unless you, unless you get sick, I mean, really, that's what usually happens. People have to get to a distress moment. I've had women come to me who've had to lose a breast, right? Yeah. Before they yeah. were like, wait a second, this life design isn't working for me. Right. And, and women who've gotten cancer twice and women who call me on the phone and say, Christine, if I keep working this way, I think I might die. Yes. And so what we're talking about is actually really serious. This is not like, oh, let me go to the freaking spa and get my toes done. This is like, you know, women are dying. One in three women will die of heart disease. That used to be one in four. Eight-year-olds are coming home and saying to their mothers, I need anti-anxiety medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that what anxiety was um, <laughs> at the age of eight. I just talked to a group of 20 seniors in high school, some of the most privileged girls. They're high, high level economic, high education. I asked how many of you actually have been taught how to connect to your deeper wisdom, how to make those decisions, how to, how to navigate fear and doubt when your heart gets, you know, when you get scared at half a hand. Half a hand. So just think about how we're educating our children right now. We're missing the parts that are connected to the heart and the feminine and the intuition because we missed it until we woke up and been like, wait a second. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I'm like, I didn't, I, I didn't get the tools I needed to thrive. I just keep getting told to thrive but I don't really have the wisdom and tools. I mean, now I do. And that's why, you know, we're here today. And, um, and that's why I say it's not our fault. And I want to point out that in, in your book, you know, you lay this all out so, so well, and it's kind of laid out to where um, you're going to lead people through stuff and you have wonderful little diagrams. I love this one here, the harmony wheel, right? You have these wonderful little diagrams that kind of put things into perspective for us. And I think this book is, is written in such a way that you can work through it. It's kind of a workbook, right? Mm -hmm. And a way of really looking at yourself. Yeah, go ahead. What, what are you going well, to when say? I, when I, when I um, decided it was time to write Overwhelmed and Over It, I was really committed to actually writing a book that could give people a path out of the crazy, as we're calling it, the overculture, which is a word that Clarissa Pincola Estes, who wrote Women Who Run With Wolves, coined. And then basically the overculture is, the, she calls it, the crazy, mad society that we have come to assimilate in, where we are just basically trying to survive. And you can fool yourself if you, if you have the big house, if you have enough money, if you have all these things, people think, oh, I'm surviving. But I have to tell you, I mean, I've worked with a lot of executives as well as people who are social workers and i would say sometimes the social workers who's a single mom they have it better off <laughs> executives who have all this money because they create these lifestyles that are so much but the number of women that have said to me 
I just can't, I don't want the press, the pressure of having to take care of it all is too much. And I think that's the, that's the piece is that when I was researching the overwhelm, one of the things I found is that there are 13 different ways that we as women and humans, men do this too, that we overgive. We overgive to our work and we overgive to our relationships. I call them the overgiving imprints. There's over promising, there's over extending, there's over caretaking, there's over um, connecting. And these are like deep subconscious imprints. So not just beliefs, because we think we hear a lot about that, especially like in the self-help world, like just change your thoughts and everything will be fine. If it was that simple, <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, I'm like, hello, everybody. And there's this thing that's called your heart, which is actually, which informs your head because you give this stuff in here. It's called fear and shame and blame and not trusting and, you know, all of this. And if you don't go in here and feel, you're not going to change anything. I, so we're all like, yeah, I don't really yeah. want to go there. Like, I, don't want to go there. I, I have to throw this in because I know people will relate to it. I had one of my teachers tell me one time, like, okay, trying to trying to meditate, and my my mind is like this. And my teacher goes, Your mind is like a wild horse. You just need to rein that baby in, right? And I'm like, Yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and drop the wall because our inner wisdom doesn't live in our mind. Our inner wisdom actually lives in our body and our heart. And this is why I found yoga 20 years ago when I became a sort of, I, I studied it deeply because you can't, and I, and I know a lot of really amazing people who have, in their, have deep intuition practices, they have deep meditation practices, but they're missing the physical practice of actually moving the energy through, moving the stress out, understanding how your body system works. So in Overwhelmed and Over It, the way that I kind of structured it, which yeah. took a year to figure out the structure of this book. And then still had to, I mean, it was, it was, it was epic. I'm not sure if I'll ever write a book as challenging as this one. It's like, how do I do it in a way that doesn't overwhelm people too? And because people that are overwhelmed don't want to be overwhelmed. Right. So, but right. one of the, the, the second, so it's all about these different parts where we have these imprints that are in us these 12 imprints that are in these different areas. So there's liberating your success, liberating your time, liberating your heart, liberating your life force and, and up-leveling, elevating our perspective and our understanding. That's why the glyphs, they're called visual thinking and it helps kind of get past the limited mind. But the piece is that this is a journey of self systemic awareness first. And to be able to see these, these imprints. So for example, where the overs fit in is in the section around liberating your heart. And these overs under underneath them are all of these fears, not feelings of not feeling worthy enough. So right. I'm a, I have a, I'm a card carrying member in the impatience club. I have tried <laughs> to revoke my membership many times and I have, especially as an entrepreneur, have a broken timing belt. So I will always try to, I'm always ahead of myself and I'm ahead of everybody else. And so because I have this deep care for the world and I want the world to be a better place, I will exert my will and use my resources to make things happen faster. And that has burned me out. That has you know, brought my, burned me out and bankrupted me emotionally, almost financially, because I'm so passionate about what I do. But then I'm in my ego. I'm driving forward. And, and I had to like get really deep in there to be like, where'd that imprint come from? And I, how is it showing up in my business? How is it showing up in my relationships? And, and then you start to see it and you're like, whoa, my giving and receiving equation. So the imprint is it's better to give and receive. The old one is it's better to give than it's better to give than receive right and so we give right. give 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 and then we're like holy moly i need to receive but isn't it smarter to be like receive retain for myself and then give receive retain and then give not just receive give receive retain give that's the that's a, it feels very small but it's yeah. very significant yeah, I'm actually writing that down because I really like what you just said. Retain, receive, retain, and then give. Because you're right. We're like, okay, I got it. Pass it on, right? 
there's a self-nourishing quality to everything that you're saying here. It's like, wait a minute. And we have these sayings where we're like, if my well is dry, I have nothing to give, right? We need to infuse the well and 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 the well of the self the womb energy you know sorry about that people but it, it, there's a there's a but that's the thing what are you sorry about when you say that there's you a child yeah right? exactly yes, except, <laughs> oh, I can't thank you womb, but that's i said the word, word womb oh my god yeah and the, i get it i get yeah. it when i first found the feminine mm. i was like uh this is weird you want me to touch my belly and you want me to touch <laughs> my heart what are you all nutso you know like because I, I, I but i was I was, I was, it, that was the overculture. That was the overculture. It's like, and, and that's the piece that I think that we as women have to actually own. We are disconnected from the feminine. We undervalue the feminine. We don't believe that we can slow down. We don't want to touch our hearts because it feels weird, not serious. We're not being serious women. Since when is the heart not serious? That's where our power is. Why wouldn't you want to put your hand on your belly because all of the ads that are on the internet are like if your belly isn't flat as a board <laughs> you don't want to touch that part but you talk to anyone who teaches feminine wisdom and they yeah. will tell you that's actually where the feminine wisdom lives in your body and i get it like i was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so it's like this is a change of language and not apologizing or what i say don't woo woo and don't poo poo the feminine because that's also part of the patriarchal overculture which isn't about men it's just about let's just keep the humans working as hard as they can and, and and we have to watch that with ourselves and come back home to embracing what the feminine is in our definition of what that means yeah there's something i want to address cuz i'm being niggled about it um and and maybe this is two questions and and um the first one is what can you say to women who have a hard time receiving and or perhaps it's tied in a hard time slowing down, stopping or stop looking at the clock? Mm -hmm. So a couple things. Welcome to the club. Um, pretty much <laughs> we all have not. We've been taught to be really strong achievers. That's OK. Being a selfless caregiver. That's OK. Actually, unapologetically receiving not so good. Afraid you're going to be a narcissist. Afraid you're going to be selfish. And this shows up in the money that we ask for, the money that we receive, all the way to, you know, I have a, a client of mine who is a single mom who's literally putting in her own air conditioners, like lifting them up and putting them in versus asking her 17-year-old son and or hiring a handyman to do it until she threw her back out. This is what we do because we've just, we don't receive. We, I've, and I could, we could, I could tell you 7 million stories the same thing, so it's about being, okay, Christine, Christine and Loretta are saying receiving. Have I ever really thought about receiving? I don't know, not really. What What is that? Mm -hmm. And and it's one of those things, like overwhelm, like I don't even know how to touch that. And so when I was, when I was, and I've been studying receiving also for 10, you know, years, <laughs> and what is that? And and so one of the things I did in the middle of the book and the heart part is I, there's um, 15 I am mantras that this is, if, if I if I was receiving everything I needed to do my goals, to go out into the world, to take care of things, how would I feel? How would I feel? And a couple of them are, I am nurtured. I am met. I am guided. I am sustained. And these little mantras, you take one of those, and this is the practice I do every morning. I just did it this morning. Soon as I wake up and I register that I'm awake, I to have a mantra I work with, and this is part of the slowing down process. Every quarter, I choose a new I am mantra. And when I wake up in the morning, I say that mantra to myself first thing because I'm re-imprinting myself and re-imprinting my system to actually feel what it feels like. And you can't actually manifest on the outside the support if you don't feel it on the inside. Right. So today, mine was, um, I am held. Because yesterday I had all kinds of cortisol, crazy ass stress, oops, sorry, <laughs> running through my body. And like, I was just stressed. And what was I doing? Watching Christmas movies and breathing in the bed yesterday. <laughs> I was breathing and it was all stuck in my womb, in my belly. And I could just feel it. My diaphragm was all, you know, you know, and I was like breathing, breathing, breathing. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to hold everything again. I'm trying to hold it all. And this is just part of what I know how my system works. And so I think that's what I would say to everyone. Know your mind, know your heart, 
know your body and know it, know it when it's in a self-sustaining state and when you're in a self-sabotaging state. And that's the whole practice that you're never, you're not going to not have overwhelm. You can, I've never, I haven't had burnout, physical burnout for over eight years. I had passion burnout still, but not physical. Um, it's about awareness and then knowing and being able to look around your life. And I've done this many times. What is not sustainable? Where am I overgiving? Where am I not letting go because I, I created something or, you know, whatever, or I'm afraid to step into the unknown. And I do that. And that's part of slowing down. It's all if you do one thing, follow the moon cycle, follow the moon cycle, which has a natural ebb and flow. It sounds so weird and so little, but this is, it's changed my life. And this is a big part of the teaching that I teach in my wisdom school. It will get you into a natural state of trusting the ebb and the flow. And you yes. reset every new moon. So that is one small but significant act people can do. Well, and, and I want to throw this in there too, because in, in my in my temple with my ladies, you know, um, I talk also about, you know, the, the maiden, the maid, the and the crone. And and the crone, we 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 resist the word crone, like oh, let's call ourselves wise women or something. But um the cycles work for the crone also and our uh, our energy cycles in a different way but it's important for us to maintain that connection to the feminine and like you say we're like what is the feminine and what is the healthy feminine what is the what is the masculine right because in our in our evolution that we're going through here we're also redefining the masculine and that's important yeah absolutely we're talking a lot about intuition today so when i do teach leadership i teach called power spectrums and one of the power spectrums is intuition is the feminine on the left intellect is the masculine on the right together you access wisdom you actually need both but we are so over here and in a distorted way of only believing the mind if you don't know your heart i don't know how you get through this transition yeah Yeah. um that's just how it is i agree with you and 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 everything that you said like it's about the heart right now, right? Like I'm very heart centered and all my teachings have been that way forever in order to try to help us get into that space. We have maybe two minutes left if I'm lucky. Um, What do you really hope people get from this book? And by the way, I wanna say to people, you know, this is a great book, just go get it right now, you know, and buy it for yourself, right? Buy it for other people, but get it for yourself uh, because you, you probably need this stuff going into 2021, but what do you hope people really get from this? What's the last thing you want to say to people and where do they find you? I think that what I hope people get to this is that they get permission to do and act the way they always have known and they feel true inside of themselves. And the perspectives that they receive and the practices open up their own inner knowing to such a degree that they can make better choices that are in alignment for what is true for them. And that's, that's really the whole premise. It's about the choices that we make that create the reality that we live. And you can't do it if you're running the imprints of the overculture because you just keep creating the overculture. Right. Um, and uh, Overwhelmed and Over It is the, is the book site, which is also my website. So that's the best place to go. And our um, Feminine Power Time is the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. This is Loretta Brown. My guest today, Christine Arilo, A-R-Y-L-O. And oh my goodness, for the next five days, really keep breathing, everybody. Stay in your heart. So much love. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Loretta and everyone. Bye now.